Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Floriet Pika or Floriet Pika, however you want to pronounce it, podcast. It is uh, you know, our pilot episode, you could say. It's episode number one, numero uno. Uh, we are three Collingwood Magpies tragics, more or less. I'm CJ, joined by Hutto and Jamesy, Keezy, whatever you want to call him, Z, down there. Uh, as I said, we're from all different walks of life, but we have one thing in common, our love of Collingwood and everything to do with Collingwood Magpies. Um so we'll be covering week by week wrap ups. We'll be doing special bits. We've got Hutto's Magpies history. We've got Jamesy's, you know, same game multi and so much more. So and giveaways as well. So who doesn't love a good giveaway? Uh, so let's get started. Stubby Club rounds one to four recap. First of all, though, Stubby Club, um, they produce amazing man cave gifts, and we've got up for grabs a Collingwood Magpies. Um, stubby cooler dispenser the giveaway competition is over on instagram go and follow the prompts and for your chance to win it'll be announced in next week's episode for the winner you've got to be in it to win it round one uh we come out with a win 100 to 58 against adelaide what are your thoughts on that game st kilda, st. kilda was it yeah 102 to 85 round one. Ah, oh, well for some reason google was telling me wrong even though i should know this <laughs> but I, i've been so well, focused you've got to have on the app <laughs> and I've got four other fucking podcasts, so I apologize for that. But we still, <laughs> but we did win, and it was a great win because I was like, "Fuck yes!" Both of my my NRL and my AFL teams won on the same week, and that's rare as hen's teeth the last few years. Um, so, Jamesy, mate, what were your thoughts going into round one and after round one? Uh, I was very impressed. So it it showed a clear uh, new game plan, clear mm-hmm. quick ball movement. Um, taking the game on as opposed to, I guess, we're a little bit more defensive over the last two or three years, going back to that 2018 sort of gunshot sort of football where mm-hmm. we took the game on, took risks. Yep. Oh, your microphone cut out, James. Oh, there we go. I think you're back. And um, yep. There we go. Yeah. So just, yeah, good quick football, taking the game on, taking risks, which was exciting. It was. Um, and, and high scoring, which is what we all want to see. We don't want to see those sort of low scoring, dour, defensive sort of football. So yeah. um, the excitement of Nick Dacos, we all, yes. I think we all can think we all got that up on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mate, he is special. He is something special, that kid. So, And then partnering um, with yeah, his brother, well, Josh, it was, yeah. Yes. Well, I think actually Josh has come on leaps and bounds this year. And that could be because of Nick as well. Like yeah. He showed promise last I, year or the year before, but I think he's actually gone to another level this year. So that, that's a good sign as well. Absolutely. And Hutto, mate, what are your thoughts on that and also the round two match um, that, that we had? Ah, right. So I actually had two thoughts on Josh Dacos. Mm-hmm. I feel as though this year has been put back on the wing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's opened him up again. He's a bit, bit more free to run, carry. And I mean, they seem to just always know where they are on the field. Yeah. How many times have we seen Dacos to Dacos? It's, oh, it's a yeah, they seem to wax a bit, don't they? It is. Yeah. Uh, one of the other players I wanted to mention from round one, obviously, Patrick Lipinski. Two great Collingwood mm. debuts. I mean, yes. he was in everything early and just a, yes. a, a real touch of class to what had become a bit of a scrappy midfield the last couple of years. I yeah. Think. yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree with that. Uh, round two, Adelaide. Always love beating Adelaide. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> First of all, Nathan Kruger. Now, I heard Dale Thomas speak about him on Triple M against Brisbane. He said he's going to be one of them guys who's going to play a week, miss two weeks. He's either going to be rubbed out or he's going to be injured. He has no care for his own safety. That's amazing. He's amazing to watch. And I think I I spoke to you guys on the group chat. I said, he reminds me of Anthony Rocker. He reminds me of him and a little bit of Chris Tarrant as well. Like, just no no regard for self-preservation. Yeah, he's going to leap. He's going to jump. But that ability to just split a pack and and he's the best part is he's great once it hits the deck. He can pick it up. He can turn. He can add. Yeah, agile. Hand pass. And he brings other guys in the game. And that that game against, I know we're not up to it yet, but that game against Brisbane was just, I can't wait to see Mm. him in the forward line as... The club wants it. Myashek yeah. himself, Billy, Ginevan, McCreary. Yeah. That, I'm excited yeah. for it already, and it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And then tangenting from round two into round three, James, I'll let you take that game. 
What are your thoughts on the round uh, three game? Uh, who did we play round three? Hang on. I think it was Geelong. Geelong. Yep. Geelong. Oh, it's, without trying to... <laughs> fucking uh, Geelong. Fucking Geelong. And also, <laughs> fucking Collingwood. Uh-huh. What, what's with us in getting four or five goals up and just butchering a lead? We oh literally did the Western Bulldogs in the grand final, but against Geelong. Oh, yeah, I know. So you're sitting there at three-quarter time, six goals up. This is my take on it. You're six goals up. You're thinking, fuck, how good's this? We're going to go three and zip. Right. We're looking good. We're playing good footy. And then that quarter and then happens. Just, and then they shit the bed a little bit, and we all got frustrated as, you know, 2018 grand final. Obviously, it's not a final, but these kind of leads. I mean, the scariest part of a Collingwood game is when we go three, four, five goals up. It's still like it's the game's not over till yeah, yep. the game's yeah. not over till that final siren. Which I'd and even then, three goals down, you know, right? Yeah. It gives us something that we get towards. And... I've uh, yeah, I've got a true. confession on the Geelong game. Yeah, mate. Yeah. My old man messaged me at three quarter time. Mm. Oh, you think no. we could lose it from here? Oh, uh, yeah, mate. Yeah, Dad, mate. Yeah, Dad, I do. We would have to stop to a dead walk to lose this, yes. and we did. Mate, yeah. I will say... The Collingwood is still a thing, mate. They are. I hate hearing that word, and we're still going to hear it. It haunts me, but it is a thing. I I will say in that Geelong game, Mm. uh, on the Geelong game, same as the Brisbane game, taking our opportunities. Yeah. Too many good players missed shots 30 metres out directly in front. They literally Travis cloaked it. Yeah, too many good players. (laughs) That last... it's It's a note. It's something I noticed a lot against Brisbane too. Too many players, that last link into forward 50, we either just bomb it or just chip it in, but it never hits a target. It just yeah. goes... What about the West Coast game? Exactly. Yeah. West Coast was the same, exactly. Right. Miss, we miss that easy goals just, and, and we burn shit. ourselves. I mean, we should have been yeah. three-quarter time, 12 goals up. Yeah. Comfortably. Put the, yeah. Put the game to bed. We're, we're a young yeah. side. We are going to have quarters that are off. It's Yeah. We're rebuilding. Yeah, and I think... I think if we that as fans, it's going to happen. But yeah. when you're that far up and haven't looked like missing a beat all night, to just flick of a switch, go from world beaters to... To Victoria shitting. Police looking for you because you went missing. <laughs> yeah, like where have you gone? It's just one of them really, what happened? Right, straight up. Yeah. Are we that young though? Are we that I, young? This is, a thing. This I, is something I, that sort of bugs me a little bit. I, I don't think we're that young. I don't think so much young as in age. I think young as in yeah. games experience. And I, okay. and I feel... Games together. Yeah, games I, together. Exactly, I don't yeah. think we've played and, enough and together. In, in the new game style and stuff like that. And I feel as, I feel yeah. as well, we're in, a, we're in a bit of a situation. Our back line's good. Yeah. yeah. A few things we could but clean up. But they're experienced. Yeah, and they're very they're experienced. experienced. And that's Jeremy where a lot Howard, of... Jeremy Howard, Yeah. And that's where a lot of that misconception that we're an experienced side comes from, is from that back line and then you add in pendles. Uh, Taylor yeah. Adams, guys like that in the midfield, and it with Brody a bit of Grundy. experience. Yeah, and we're we're an experienced side, but then it's the forward line. Mm. You know, Tekkers oh. himself, seventy odd games. The forward line, as mine. I always say, you, as I say, you, you're still learning the AFL up until a hundred games. Yeah, we don't have yeah. many guys. I mean, Billy, yeah, Billy's experienced, but he's in and out with injury a lot throughout his career. Yeah, uh, he's a small forward. It's going to be feast or famine. It's going to have days where he's going to come out and kick six. And he's going to have days where he comes out and can't get near it. Yeah, it's not at his fault. It's just the way the game is played this day and age. Yeah, um, young fellas, Ginnivan, McCreary, Callum Brown, when he comes in, mm. I, I feel we're still trying to get that set up of a forward line. We've yeah. got the idea yeah. of how we want it to run, but the it's key part of, of that, it. yeah, and especially for us at the moment, the key part of that is personnel. Who yeah. do we have available? So, for instance, last week we had. Cox and Cameron in there, and I'd said to someone, there's no way they'll play in the same side <laughs> with Grundy. And? But then Checkers went out injured, and yep. Henry, I saw Henry was omitted. I've heard some people say that he had a heart problem, complication. I, I don't, I haven't seen it on any news outlet that, that was the case. If he was dropped, it's a really weird decision because he was equal it's second, third promise. goal kicker, and we're yeah. missing he one, two, promise, three. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was. I he's know. Show, he's, he's, glimpses. He's showed glimpses yeah, he, where he does something. He doesn't take the game like he doesn't take the game apart. Yeah. He showed little signs where he do something, and you're like, "Well, that's quite special." Like, he, yeah, he, he like, does oh, have something. There he goes. He's got a he's bit of a clever, there, I think. 
he's a clever footballer. He knows how to yeah. get open, which as a forward is a yeah. very good trait to have, yeah. which a lot of our forwards seem at times don't quite seem to have. Um, I think one of the things that sort of didn't help him a bit was against Geelong, against West Coast, dropped two sitter marks, missed an easy yeah, goal. Did, yeah. One of them things as a young player, you can use that as an, as an excuse to go back and have a run in the twos and, yeah. and, and just have a rest. And it might have just been a case of maybe we put him in the... T- maybe we thought... I mean, it, it, all kinds of sports, hand on heart, honest. I don't think many of us really thought we'd beat Brisbane, especially up in the Gabba. Yeah. Hand on our hearts. We don't think we've really got the, the, horse, the horsepower to beat them. Maybe get him back to the VFL. Get his confidence up a little bit. I definitely bit. expected us to give it to him, which we did, given which the, the yeah. scoreline. But yeah. 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 Definitely think, be competitive. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and and that's the one thing we've been all year is competitive. Yes, and I know we were always yep. competitive under Buckley, but we're, we're always a bit more so this year. Very boring. We're competitive yeah. with a we're competitive, as but we're to predictable. Just yeah, when yeah. we seem to be last year, we were competitive, but we were never playing a game to win a game. Yes, we're exactly. Playing we're, a game not to lose it. We were playing a game year, to, yeah. to 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 just literally finish the final siren. <laughs> like exactly, yeah. Whereas this year we're playing games to win games. Yeah. And yeah. okay, we're going to give up goals, and we've given up some easy goals. That attacking game plan—that's how it's going to work. It's a—it's yeah. a double-edged sword. You can go hyper and defensive and not kick goals, or you can go hyper attacking and have easy goals kicked on you. Yeah, yeah. Jamesy, go ahead with what you were going to say. Yeah, there's just some exciting patches that we play, yeah. which is, which is what you want to see—some really good yeah. um, sort of slingshot football off half back, where yeah. they're taking exciting. the game on, taking it sort of. Um, risky kick or the run it through with the handball. It, it's it's been it's been good to see where, um, like you, like you're saying, Hutto, they're they're trying they're playing to win as opposed to um, not trying to, to lose the game, which is yeah yeah. It's really yeah no. That's all you can. That's so all even you can been, really Even though we're two and three, yeah. Even though we're two and three, there's been some real good um, passages complete performances and passages you know, of play. Yeah, there could be something special. Um, brewing, I think if, if we can get these young guys to come through, the uh, like the obviously we've picked up pretty much two A graders in Lipinski and Nick Dacos to add to yeah. our midfield. And yeah. if we can get the rest I, I, of the, the bottom end to sort of pick up a little bit to support the um, senior players, then I don't think we're too far off to be honest. It's just I think it comes down to our forward line if they can clunk it and um, you know put score on the board, then there's there's some promising signs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that I think that more or less wraps up or sums up the the first few rounds for Collingwood. We don't really need to go too much more in depth with that. Um, so yeah. I think it's time for the Anzac special because obviously the upcoming round is the Anzac Day game, the uh, traditional one, Collingwood, Essendon. Obviously, other clubs have adopted an Anzac Day game as well, but it will always be, I'm sorry, I, fans, you can be as elitist as you want. Anyone who's not a Collingwood <laughs> or Essendon fan listening to this, I really don't. I don't care if you think it is or not, but it is a traditional Collingwood versus Essendon game. So we'll Absolutely. get that preview after we're done with the Anzac Day special. I'm just going to quickly pause. This meeting is being recorded. There we go. Radio. So uh, our Anzac special. We actually have both of our both of my co-hosts are um, ex-servicemen or ex-military, and because it's Anzac Day, I felt it would apropos to do somewhat of a special thing regardless of even even if they weren't ex-service or ex-military i would still do something special so i thought um we'd start off with hutto and we'd ask some questions a regarding the collingwood and essendon game being a veteran and whatnot and also a little bit about his time in the service to give us a bit about his story so first of all thank you hutto for agreeing to do this um and our first question is how long were you in the military so I was uh, in the military for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a quick second. Um, I joined in 2003. Mm-hmm. I'm old now. I forget years. <laughs> <laughs> and so that no, would mean in... that, that you finished around 2018, 2017-ish? Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And which branch of the military did you were you a part of? So I was in artillery. I was mm-hmm. a uh, gunner. Started... Okay. The old school style of starting artillery. So as a gun number, uh, made my way through, became a uh, signaller, and then what was then called an OPCP and is now called an AXO and 
probably now called something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, but essentially worked in the command post as a uh, signaler using computers. Yeah. Doing coordinates doing some pretty and all fun that sort of... stuff. Yeah. 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 Now yeah. that's awesome. Um, and what obviously I was just about to ask this question, but you just answered it, but it was, what was your role in the military, which you just discussed? Um, did you serve overseas, whether it was in conflict or not? So I uh, was lucky very early in my career to go overseas three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to New Caledonia on a um, trip with the French. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was saying to you guys earlier, that's when we went on the uh, Trebrook and had some good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was on the Tobruk for its 65th birthday. Oh, wow. You know, sign of how old the ship was even back then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and after that, I uh, was lucky enough to go to East Timor twice mm-hmm. uh, on deployment, uh, roughly about 11 months all up over okay. both deployments. Okay. Well, um, yeah, no, go ahead. Had some really good good experiences over there. Uh, being a country boy who grew up in the middle of nowhere in Victoria, uh, First time overseas was a very big eye opener and uh-huh. um, just amazing to see that you might be out of your own country, but people, all people are pretty much still the same. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. Um, and now let's get to the nitty gritty, the Collingwood Essendon games. Um, as an avid Collingwood fan and obviously an ex-military personnel and so therefore a veteran, what does Anzac Day as a whole mean to you? So Anzac Day is is really, for me, is really special. Um, mm-hmm. I served in a few different places, Townsville, Puckapunyal, and then finished my career in Brisbane. Um, Townsville and Puckapunyal, as far as location go, uh, I mean, Puckapunyal is very, very small. Townsville, when you compare it to Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney. Tiny. Perth is tiny. Um, Anzac Day is amazing when you get to experience it in, in really big cities. I was lucky enough once in my career to do the march in Sydney. Oh, wow. And see so many people lining the streets and just cheering and, and waving flags. And it, it, it kind of like, you know, sort of shivers up your spine and was like, wow, yeah. I didn't I didn't realise there was this much people who actually know about got it. involved with Anzac so got Day. Involved yeah. With it, yeah. Um, now, as far as in Melbourne and Anzac Day, as I spoke to you a couple of days ago, I was really lucky... I went to the second Anzac game, Day game we played. Uh, we knocked mm-hmm. off Essendon that, that round, so it made it even better. Um, and Anzac Day became a bit of a tradition for my family. Mm-hmm. I had a granddad who served in the British forces in Al Alamein yep. and a great-granddad who served in the Somme in World War I. Mm-hmm. So Anzac Day always be, was, a, was a bit of a day. Although my grandpa, grandfather and great-grandfather weren't Anzacs, they'd worked with Australian soldiers. They, they sort of yeah. understood it a lot more than... Some up, say They're some still ex-military would. and ex-service and have fought in, in war to preserve our freedoms. Exactly, exactly. Um, so it was always a big day for us. My dad always, without being a serving member himself, always in, impressed to us when we were kids how important it was. would take us to dawn service. And, yep. and this was even before Collingwood started playing Anzac Day yep. games. would take us to the dawn service at the Druin RSL. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to anyone from Druin. I did live there once <laughs> a long time ago. Um, so it was always, it was always something that was big in my family. Yeah. I was lucky enough, uh, a couple of years ago, 2018, sorry, actually, I remember sitting in the stand saying my brother, this feels like 2010 all over again. I think we're going to go places this year. And I was lucky enough to go. But we just went the wrong part of it. Just not quite to the top. Yeah. Uh, I was lucky enough to go to that game with my brother and my niece who played in the little league game. Oh wow! Got free, got free tickets. So, yeah. and it was an amazing experience. I, as a serviceman, I can't say how amazing it is to sit, stand in front of ninety thousand people, and hear nothing. You can hear but a fly. The flark, you can hear the you can hear the cut the the rope on the cutterflark flap. Yeah. As it's hitting the breeze, you can hear it. It's it's amazing, and they don't yeah. even need the stump bikes to pick that up. It is so quiet there. Yeah, it, wow. it literally, I know people say this a lot, but it literally makes the hairs on your arms and the back of your neck stand up and you're, you're just in absolute awe. And then the moment the last post-minute silence finishes, that rumble you hear coming from the crowd as everyone, that building anticipation is just... It's like Grand I, Final Day. 
Almost. I was in. I was exactly. I was in artillery. I mean, I know what big, loud, rumbling noises sound like, <laughs> and even that, still to this day, is something that when I hear it, is just like, I can't believe it gets so loud. Yeah. Wow. Um, and when you see Collingwood take on Essendon every year on Anzac Day, what thoughts go through your mind when you see our beloved Magpies do battle against the Bombers? Uh, it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of an odd one. Um, sometimes you can. It depends how you start the day. Sometimes you can be yeah. a bit melancholy and a bit sort of, and then the Pies start winning and you're yeah high as a kite. Yeah. Sometimes you can come into it happy and the Pies start losing and uh-huh. Anzac Day's ruined for everyone. Yeah. Um, a couple of guys I served with were Collingwood fans, and a couple of guys I served with were Bombers fans. So we'd yep. always try and watch the game together. Yeah. Um, the Bombers. Luckily enough for me, most of my career we were pretty good on Anzac Day, so we, were, we yep. got to send the uh, Bombers fans off uh, with a bit of a walk of shame. Mm-hmm. But no, it's um, it is. I've never liked Essendon. No, that's. Fair. I'm a typical Collingwood supporter. I don't like anyone. Yeah. But Essendon's always been one of them. Okay. There's some sides that when you beat them, you feel amazing, and when yeah. you lose, and when Collingwood beat the them for days, on Anzac Day, it's it's, it's it makes it even it's better. more than yeah. just when we play them after, like later in the year. It's it's Anzac Day. Exactly. Know? I mean, for myself, I'm in my suit. I've got my medals on. Um, you know, I'm sort of a bit of the a center of attention because people are like, oh, this guy's you know, yeah. got his gear on and stuff, and then you got your Collingwood scarf on top of it because yeah. you've always got to let people know, yeah, I'm a, I was an ex serviceman. But I'm a rabid Collingwood supporter first. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Um, And last question is, do you have any specific Anzac Day rituals or routines before kickoff or first bounce? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, obviously the big one for me is dawn service. Um, I have children of my own now, so dragging the kids out of of bed first and foremost. They're uh, all under the age of uh, 12, so getting them up at uh, Oh Dark 100 can be good fun. Yes. When I was in the military, the big thing was we'd go do the dawn service on base yeah. with our unit, uh, the gunfire breakfast. You know, One of the only times I actually drink rum is a yeah. rum in a shot of coffee. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for me, it's, it's a day. It's a whole, it's a whole yeah. day. And I'm, I find I, I get nervous. I, hate, I wish the grand final was paid at 8 o'clock in the morning. I oh, so do I. So I do hate I. waiting for big games. Yep. So and Anzac Day is always Anzac the Day game. is the good thing is you have something to distract you as opposed yes. to a normal weekend Great game. Final day, home yeah, like, weekend day, yeah. Come on, come on. When are we going? Let's go. Let's go. I mean, we started at four o'clock. Yeah. Against West Coast, just get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care if I'm missing the Fremantle and Brisbane game. Put yeah. two games on at the same time. It's yeah. okay. We're we're all fans of a club you'll get the viewers the game we want to watch yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. um but no anzac day is it is i wouldn't say i have massive traditions obviously big one dawn service yeah find find an rsl or a pub where Do they have the up. game on yeah yeah a bit of two up yeah make sure they have the game on Always was a hard one in Townsville. It would have been hard because it would have had the NRL Anzac Day game. Exactly. It's got a lot better now, but it, early on, I was there early 2000s. It was always a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, but no, for myself, if there's nowhere on, I, I enjoy watching the footy at home with my boys. Yep. We can chat about the game a bit, it's a bit quieter and stuff. I love going to the game, but near on impossible to get tickets to Anzac Day. So you got to basically book it three years in advance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and living in Brisbane, it's flights, yeah, accommodation. It's a whole holiday sort <laughs> of thing. It is a whole, yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm a tradesman, so I don't get a lot of days off. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. And that about wraps up uh, our chat yeah. with Hutto with his service. So thank you for your service, and we will switch over with um, Jamesy cause, or Keezy because he also serves. So I'll quickly pause. This meeting is being recorded. Right, yeah. So, um, Anzac special again. We've just had Hutto and his story, and okay, so we so thought. So far. Uh, one second, uh, Hutto, can you mute your mic, please? Oh, he's got his headphones in. Ah, I'll just force mute him. <laughs> That's all right. I've I've just muted him. It's all. Right. Let's start that again. So, yeah, mate. Anzac special. We just had Hutto and his story of fifteen years in service. Um, 
he served in the army and all that sort of stuff. So I've got the same questions, but for James, because you also served in the military. So first of all, how long were you in the military for? Uh, I've done the basic four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just basic recruit school, a little bit of uh, Navy footy, and then I served on HMAS Rankin, which is a submarine. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Collins class submarines, doing okay. acoustic warfare. Um, okay, what, what's acoustic warfare? Bit, uh, sonar. So, oh, okay. Um, basically, the way I describe it is basically it's those guys with the headphones on, watching yep. the screens, listening to sound sounds under the water, and um, going from there. But it's wow. a good experience. Yeah, absolutely enjoyed it. That's very interesting. And so obviously that covers the which brand of the military and what was your role. Um, yeah. As an avid Collingwood fan and obviously an ex-military personnel, what does Anzac Day as a whole mean to you? Uh, the main one, the first thing that comes to mind would be mateship. Yeah. Um, mateship and sort of um, side-by-side sort of mantra, which is a, obviously it's the Collingwood mantra, but it's a, it's really emphasised in the military as well where you... You, you, you look after each other, you, you, you stay side by side, you're um, loyal to each other, look after each other, um, have each other's back, all that sort of that sort of stuff where, where it's mateship's probably yeah, the number one thing that sort of comes to mind. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, not awesome, but like it, it, it really resonates with you. Obviously, the side by side, and then obviously when you see yeah. Collingwood play with it, like play against the Bombers on Anzac Day, you can see that being emulated on the footy field of you know this the mateship, the camaraderie, the being there for each other, getting the goals, getting the tackles, this, that, the other, which is yeah. amazing to hear that that side of things, the, the perspective from you on that. Um, and when it, you see, Colling- with- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, mate. Uh, even with the um, the Essendon and Collingwood running through the banner together, you mm. know, which really represents uh, the Australian way and the military and the, the even you know the side by side sort of um, mantra that, that that I was talking about. So although it's that's the Collingwood part, the side by side, but um, the mateship and uh, and the two teams running through the banner together really yeah. does represent um, the unity sort of, of the it. military. The yeah, yeah, it's bigger than sort of just the game of football. So exactly, because yeah, it really is. It's bigger than them. It's bigger than the team, the fans. It's 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 bigger than that, which is amazing to see. Um, yeah, and, absolutely. And when you see Collingwood take on Essendon each year, what thoughts go through your mind slash you know your head, etc. When you see our beloved Magpies do battle against the Bombers? Oh, the the first thing is I wish I was out in the field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish I was officiating. I would have pulled, I would have <laughs> Yeah, I want to pull the jumper on, mate. I want to, I want to go out and have a kick what? in front of 90,000. I mean, how good is that? Um, and just the, the tradition now, I mean, I, I still remember, you know, Sav Rocker kicking, I thought he kicked 10. I think it was, in yeah. In the first Anzac Day game, and it just sort of, you just, I sort of grew up with, with, with the game. So, um, yeah, and what an atmosphere. Being at the footy, being at the game, um, I, I hear... Hutto mentioning you can hear a pin drop. There's ninety thousand people at the G, and you can hear a pin drop. It's like it does put chills yeah. down your spine. And have you been to yeah, an Anzac Day game? I've been to two. So okay. um, my first one was when we we were I think it was seven goals down just after yep. quarter time. Yep. And I cracked the shits. So I was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> I lock on from WA. I've travelled over to Melbourne. Yeah, I'm thinking. I've been dreaming of this all my life, and then we're seven goals down just after quarter time. We come back to win, yes, and it was just like did. the greatest day. <laughs> it's so good. So, <laughs> and what was the um, second game? Did we win that one? Yeah, we did win that one. We won that one uh, quite comfortably, actually. That yep. was that would have been mm, three or four years ago, actually. And yep. I doubled up with the Melbourne Storm uh, New Zealand Warriors game after that. Oh, that would have been good for you as well. I was a little bit dusty the next day, yes. Yes. (laughs) It was a good day, though. (laughs) Absolutely, and yes, definitely a good day. And speaking of, you know, Anzac Day in particular, do you have any specific Anzac Day routine or rituals before the match, you know, the first bounce? Oh, definitely the dawn service. You you have to go to the dawn service, show your respect, show... Um, It's just a, a great part of the day. It's a great part of the year, to be honest. Um, I know a lot of the old pussers, the old Navy boys sort of 
they'll go to the dawn service then it's kind of game on pretty quickly if you shots at if you're over east it's at the rsl or if you're in wa it's it's an early start so it's um it's good fun um you got to show your respect and um it's just uh it's yeah it is a great part of the year where we can remember those that have come before us and and um those that are currently and those that will continue to do so yeah absolutely yeah so um yeah it's uh, after after the dawn service it's sort of get together mates and yeah basically count down the minutes yeah to the to put it to, to, to the pies really so honestly a, that's that's it that's fair like that's all that's I'm, on your mind after that i'm more or less the same i go to the dawn service and then literally it's yeah. a matter of check when the collingwood game's on check if the channel seven coverage has started Shit. for the for the game or not constantly and, yeah, yeah, constantly, constantly check- checking the time. Like, how far away? How far away? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Absolutely, <laughs> and and a few few uh, drinks in between to make the time go quicker. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, try and yes. distract yourself because the yeah. nerves start to uh, creep up a little bit as uh, the sooner the um, the closer the game. Yes, gets. absolutely. Um, and from on behalf of myself, uh, thank you for your service. And let's get stuck back into the episode um, that, you know, the recording. So let's get uh, Hutto back in here if he's got his earphones on. Pop your camera on, my guy. There we go. Oop. Again? Oop. Yep. <laughs> yep, sweet as. And I'll just quickly transfer uh, not that. The way Buckley kicked it. Buckley was in 60 metres. Have a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Comfortably 60. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. Comfort- comfortably from the back 50, if we're being honest. <laughs> well, yeah. do, you know, do you know something funny about Nathan Buckley? So a lot of people used to always say the knock on Nathan Buckley is he can't play defensively and oh. rah, rah, rah. I watched a game, an old old game, I think it was 96, 97. Oh, okay, yeah, an old and we beat, Buckley game. Yeah, we beat North Melbourne and Buckley played centre-half back after the first quarter yeah, and Carey. Carey and shut yeah, him yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and given and the Sav height difference, win. that's a fucking hard yeah. thing to do. And I think Sav yeah. kicked seven. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That, that's well, was amazing. Was that Friday night footy by any chance? No, it was a day game. But I think oh. he played on Buckley a couple of times after that. Did the same thing. Yeah, it did. Those guys put. Uh, Mark, yeah, those guys put Mark Richardson on him. And, oh God. <laughs> oh. I know his dad played for the club and I know his uncle played for the club I don't care mate, he was a spud he was a spud <laughs> people complain about Darcy Cameron at least Darcy Cameron's not scared of his own shadow no, yep. I don't mind Darcy Cameron I don't mind him Jack Madgen Darcy, I've got problems with <laughs> I don't mind Jack Madgen my theory with Jack Madgen is he shouldn't be playing Should on a key forward the no, he shouldn't be playing yeah. on a key forward the yeah. other thing yeah, is, yeah, he's he's obviously not as bad as we all think he is. Yeah. Because he's never dropped. Yeah. And he's gone through two coaching yeah. regimes now, so he's clearly doing whatever Something the right. coaching staff are asking him for. Yeah. You can't have a yeah. you can't have a team of Ferraris. You've got to have yeah. a few shitbox Commodores and Falcons in there. That'll as well. get the job done, regardless. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, I mean, and speaking I, of, so now you yeah. go. Sorry, I always refer to Madgen as a poor man's Alan Tuvey. Yep. And I mean, Alan oh, Tuvey. Alan Tuvey. Alan Tuvey's Alan Tuvi, Alan really big factor that helped him out was not only did he have two a great fullback, a great centre half back, and Heath Shaw yeah. down there had Nick Maxwell, who, as far as setup, underrated. The greatest, one of the greatest captains getting around as far well, as setting. He the captained us up, to a grand final, right. getting them where oh, they oh. need to be. Yeah. People who weren't Collingwood fans didn't understand what he brought to the table. Yeah. Your captain, it's all Australian as well. Exactly. Your captain, all Australian the, premiership captain. Like, exactly. Your captain shouldn't be your best good. player. No, your captain shouldn't. should no. be the player who gets the best out of the players. Exactly. Yeah. He would. He he needs to be the one that inspires them to want to be the best to do on better. the field. Yeah. And to do exactly. better. Exactly. Yeah. The you, know, you, you, you need a you need a leader, not. Look, you need some. You need a leader in the sense of some that that, that can say follow my lead, but try and do it better. But, yeah, but, exactly. but so just, you know, someone to tell them and help them be able to do it better as well. Just on that, who do you guys think will be the next Collingwood captain after Pendlebury? I mean, can we not? I don't want to. I don't want to even think about Pendles retiring, but it is coming. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Like, there's a few candidates. I'm not sure like, about Darcy Moore. Taylor Adams or Darcy Moore? I. Mm-hmm. I love Taylor Adams. He butchers he's injured, the footy, but he's injured too much. And God, know your limitations, dude. You cannot kick. 
I yeah. played footy with my brother. He couldn't but hit, could Maxwell but he could hand though? pass it. Yeah, yeah. He could yeah, at least hit it. The way he goes about it's tough. It's, it's like t- the key example, Tony Shaw. Now, when mm. Tony Shaw first came to Collingwood, can't kick, can't run, can't march. But at least Tony Shaw knew he could hit someone 15 metres away on the chest. Yeah. Know your limitations. Furthermore, yeah. Collingwood plays him and old Butcherfoot Braden Maynard. Mm. Collingwood players need to stop giving the hand pass off to them too as the last ones to kick it in the 50. <laughs> yeah. I've got a left field one for you here. Yeah. He's got longevity. He's going to be around for a long time and he's a good player. Yeah, I'll, say I'll put Crisp. that more down to the forwards than... Is the, is it, who'd you say? Yeah. Jack Crisp. Jack Crisp. Okay, yeah. I can yep. see him being a, a captain. Yeah, and you know, and you know, I used to always say steel side bottom, but he's getting a bit old. He's now. getting a bit old, but I, I could also see Hoskin yeah. Elliott, maybe. No. You know, it's too too hot and cold. Too hot and cold. Yeah, and cold yeah. he's lucky to get himself. a game, I reckon. He he struggles to get the best out of himself, let alone get the best out of other people. I feel he's ultra talented, but he goes missing too much. Yeah, um, okay. I'll, I'll absolutely one, to that. Another one, I think, probably in ten or so years' time, Isaac Quainer. Oh, mate, Quainer yeah, absolutely yeah. has yeah. that has that leadership about him. Best best kick in the club and his brain power. Oh, his class. Yep. Some of the stuff you see him do, you're just like, yeah, he, he gets it. He knows yeah. what he's supposed to be doing, yep. where he's supposed to be. Right, so before we get into our round six preview, Hutto's Magpies history. What have you got for us this week, Hutto? Okay, so I've actually got a bit of a Anzac Day theme. For us, which, um, which is very nice. I like that. So I was going to do the easy route. Uh, Sav Rockers, nine goals to 1995. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is still Buckley, a good piece of history. Buckley trying to hit him on the chest as opposed to nailing it from 60 out. But yeah. I've gone a bit older. Mm-hmm. Gone World War One this this year. Okay. Uh, this, this week. This year, this week. This, this week, yep. This episode, yep. All of it. I'm going to talk <laughs> about a couple of Collingwood players who served in World War One. Um, uh-huh. So hopefully you learned something here. If you didn't learn something, you can uh, hit me up you, on the you comments. You can say I knew that already. <laughs> tell me I'm an idiot. Yeah. Okay. You're an idiot. I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I apologise because I am going to be looking. <laughs> I am going to be looking at my notes a little bit. That's fine. Okay, so the first player I have is uh, Dan Minogue. Mm-hmm. Collingwood, 1911 to 1916. Not Danny Minogue. Dan Minogue. No relation. Dan Minogue. Any relation? No, no relation. Not no. that I know of. Okay. <laughs> okay, 1911 to 1916, 85 games, 37 goals. Mm-hmm. Captain of Collingwood, 1914 mm-hmm. to 1916. Wow. Served in the AIF as a gunner mm-hmm. and also played in the AIF games in London in 1916, 19... oh, I think 16. they were. Yep. Uh, I do actually, yeah, 1916, I do and I will maybe get you to put that in because you're more yep. computer savvy than me. Yes. There is a link to actual footage of that game that is yes. on the AFL. What I'll do channel. is actually in the recording, I'll put the footage into it. It's superimposed in between all of us so people can see the, some of the footage. Perfect. Okay. So yes, Collingwood captain, 1914 to 16, uh, served as a gunner. So close to my heart. That's what I was. Okay. On returning to Australia, however, Dan made the fatal mistake of defecting to Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> Making him despised. No, he defected to Richmond. Um, His reasoning was he didn't like the way that uh, Collingwood handled the sacking of a couple of his friends while he was overseas. Yeah, okay. The real reason was he'd been offered the coaching job at Richmond. uh, So he was going to be a playing coach. Yeah. Uh, Collingwood refused his transfer initially, so he had to sit out uh, the the first year back, which I believe was 1919, Mm -hmm. uh, a year which the Pies went on to win the flag. Um, after that, he became Richmond playing coach, leading them to pre- premierships in 1920 and 21. Mm-hmm. He then coached Hawthorne, Carlton, St Kilda and Fitzroy. Which teams didn't uh, he coach? <laughs> exactly. Back then, which teams didn't he coach? Uh, yes. University. Yes. Not a very well-known <laughs> name, so I thought a good one to start yeah, off with. It is. Big piece of Collingwood history, big piece of AFL, VFL history. Absolutely. Okay, the next one, a lot of viewers, listeners may know this guy. Uh, Malcolm Doc Seddon. Mm-hmm. Okay, play playing career nineteen eleven to nineteen fifteen, nineteen nineteen to nineteen twenty one. Mm-hmm. One hundred and two games. That was fifty six massive. Goals. That was massive back in that back in big that achievement. One hundred plus big games. Yeah, correct. Yeah, still big achievement to this day. It, Absolutely. The average the average playing career, I think, is twenty seven games. 
Yeah. So and- when you factor in guys who don't even play a game and then guys who play 300, that's a big gap. Absolutely. And okay. Back then, uh, it was even less because they weren't getting. <laughs> they really weren't getting paid much. Well, know? exactly. Not only then, as um, paid uh, at all. Old, I don't think so. Uh, not. I don't think back uh, then, but uh, just starting to. Maybe they got like a so, win fee, like yeah, when as, you, if you as, win, you get paid. And especially at Collingwood, where we were very archaic and very late to come to the party when it came to paying players. Yeah. Losing a lot of players in the process because of it. A guy I will cover at uh, a later date. Is a key example of how short a career can be. Uh, One second, guys. <laughs> okay, doc, this so meeting doc, is being recorded. Okay, doc, so Doc Seddon. Yes, Doc Seddon. So, uh, as we're saying, 102 games is a very big achievement in a time when if you did a knee, did an ankle, that could be your career done. Yeah. Okay, uh, so Doc Seddon is a, is a guy some Collingwood supporters may know, may not know. He's a man who's credited, credited with the lucky horseshoe. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, it's still in Collingwood's possession, and I believe you can see it if you go to Collingwood's headquarters and have yeah. a look through the trophy room. I don't know if that's open to the public. Used to be when I was a kid. Don't know. Yeah, if it was anymore. when I was a kid as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, I I haven't been there in a very long time, so I I can't comment on that. Yep. So he's credited with the lucky horseshoe, which was made out of uh, the copper from German artillery rounds and a German plane mm-hmm. was made under fire in the trenches in 1917. He sent it to the club and it became a lucky, lucky talisman. And they took it with him the whole way to winning the 1917 grand final. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, a, what another, a lot of other people may not know the horseshoe has gained significance again for Collingwood over Anzac day as Eddie Maguire used to bring it to the rooms, pass it around the players to show them what, Sacrifice and Anzac Day meant. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more about Doc Seddon is he joined with his best mate, uh, Paddy Rowan, who I will cover in a minute. Um, and after returning from the war, he, uh, he went on to play again for Collingwood, winning a premiership in 1919. He then became a uh, serving member of the club as a committeeman and a chairman of selectors for nearly 30-odd years mm-hmm. and was also mayor of Collingwood at some stage. Oh, wow. And unlike Billy Brownless, that was an official title, not just something he made <laughs> up himself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my last uh, player is Percy Paddy Rowan. Mm-hmm. 1911 to 1915. I almost said 52 then. That would have been a good stint. Yes. Uh, 82 games, 28 games, 28 goals. Wow. Okay. Paddy played under the name Paddy Rowe as he, was, he didn't want his mum to know he was playing football. <laughs> Paddy was also a boxer and boxed under the same name. Mm-hmm. His real name was Percy Rowan. Mm-hmm. Okay, he joined the AIF with his best, best mate, Malcolm Doc Seddon. However, didn't hurt, return home from the front lines. Upon Doc's return to, the, to Australia, he fulfilled a private pact he'd made with uh, Paddy to look after his wife, Louise, and his, uh, his son, who he had, he'd never met before. Yeah. Doc not only did this, but became very good friends and later married Louise. Mm-hmm. They stayed married and had two of their own children. So that's just a uh, couple of common players who've served. There have been others. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are definitely um, mentioning, and we'll mention the significant. others ne- in next year's one as well. Exactly. Um, now, for that, uh, a lot of people who want to know a lot about Collingwood history and stuff, obviously there's Wikipedia, which is very unreliable. Yeah. I assure you I didn't just copy and paste that from Wikipedia. There is, uh, there used to be a Collingwood um, webpage. I think Isn't it, it Forever, Forever Collingwood? Forever Collingwood, that's correct. Yeah. I, it's not up to date anymore. I don't think it's run for a while, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever did run that, I'd love if they brought it back in. Yeah, they did and a great job of it. Yeah, start one up. Yeah, Sorry? start one up. Exactly. Well, most of my reference comes from the Collingwood books, which is uh, Glenn McFarlane and Michael Roberts. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend any book they've written on Collingwood. They are yeah. amazing reads, great detail, and very well done. Yes. Yes, and we've got about 
five to ten minutes left to record because Miss O needs me to help out with the cat because she's just come back from um, the vet emergency and stuff. So we've got to give her medication and all that. But um, that's all good. So we'll go round six preview followed by our outro. So round six preview. Um, key ins, key and key outs and uh, scoreline predictions. And then we'll do James's uh, multi and finish it out there. So first of all, um, we'll go with Hutto for your prediction and who you think is going to win, key ins, key outs, and the score one, and then we'll do James James's multi. So go go uh, English, go ahead, Hutto. <laughs> okay, so surprise, surprise, I'm going to tip Collingwood to win. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to, I think we're going to win by about five goals. Yeah, I reckon. I think we I might jump and. I think we're going to jump them early and then just leave, hold them at bay for the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, well, we the can't key kick factor. I hope so. <laughs> well, the Bombers can't <laughs> kick a goal, period, or stop we'll a goal. Stop. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, could be our week. I think yep. ins for us this week, obviously, I, I'd say Checkers is back. Yeah. I've yep. heard rumors, uh, McCreary. I don't know. I, I think he might be another week out just to get his body right. Mm-hmm. I'd say Henry, and I would say uh, Ginevan mm-hmm. will probably come back in the side. Making way for them, I would say one of either Cox or Cameron. Yep. Uh, Definitely Cox. Maybe both. Got to, yeah. Surely it'll be Cox. Yeah. He's got to have it. He's got to get it. The American pie. You I, know? He, he, he had a shocker. He had an absolute shocker. He has done very good things in the past, and he does. He has an ability to, to not necessarily get a possession, but knock a ball on other people. But he had a shocker. I think Cameron is, Cox... He's the sort of player that you wouldn't mind playing with because you know where the ball's going. doesn't get out much. Exactly, yeah. But the ball comes to his feet each time. People don't quite realise that it, he doesn't get a stat for it, but 90% of the time the ball comes to his feet and it's pretty easy to play with players like that. So he does add value exactly, there, a, but... Yeah, not only that, he's sort of getting... Yeah. You gotta look forward, hey. Like not exactly. If we're exactly. playing to win now. He... Now go Sorry. ahead, James. Yeah, if we're playing to win now, then you, you might give him a bit of a run. But he's thirty-one years old. He's not going to be in our next Premiership side. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't think he will be. Drew goes got to play. So I, yeah. Yeah. I I would say at this stage out. Uh, Cox, Cameron, and obviously Roughhead injured. Yeah. Of course. Yes, no, Do you reckon fair. one of the tools might actually play because Roughhead's uh, not playing? I think maybe Darcy. Yeah, I was going to float the suggestion of Darcy going forward, but I think with Roughhead out, Darcy will go back again. Um, yeah. Essendon don't have a very potent tall forward line, so Darcy... They don't have a, don't have a potent midfield. They don't have they a potent defence. Yeah. It is a danger game for us, yes. Uh, No, I think think this week probably don't need to go as tall down back. And and with Kruger showing really good signs against Brisbane and Checkers back in, I think that – and and those – Ollie Henry coming in as a mid-size forward. And another one which I failed to mention earlier, Reef McInnes, he is – yeah, he's he's big yeah. a bigger than I thought he was, and I know he was listed as a big body midfielder, but he's a meter 90, 94, 92, and he's he's solid. He could be a good yeah. centre half forward, like not a tall centre half forward, but he could be a very good centre half forward for the club. Yeah. I and thought he showed signs last week that were he just was like, oh. er, early on. He Flex. was everywhere. He looked so yeah. good, and I, yeah, I think agreed. that he will stay in the forward line. With, with guys like Kruger, Checkers, and uh, yeah. then some of the smalls. Yes. What's your thought on um, Ginevan? He's a little bit... He's... I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know, yeah. I know St Kilda supporters hate... Uh, Collingwood supporters hate this, but I'm going to mention a name. Stephen Mill. Yeah. The tip rat. Oh, yeah. Exactly <laughs> the same. Under your skin. Yeah. Just Niggle. Is what it is. He's got. I think that, more Hayden Ballantyne than Stephen Mill. More yeah, Hayden Ballantyne. Yeah, so exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Collingwood supporters yeah. and players love him to bits. Yeah. I can assure yeah. you, there is not one opposition oh. opposition fan who goes, "Geez, I like Ginevan." But if he played <laughs> for them, 
They'd That'd be saying, oh, I love it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, and the fact that Kane Corns doesn't like him makes him even better. Makes it even better. Because yeah. fuck Port <laughs> and they're 0-5, so you can't say shit Kane right now. Yeah. Um, and go and wear your pink jumpers if you want to yeah. have your heritage. Yeah, exactly. Your pink, your purple, your sky blue and white stripes, <laughs> whatever you want. Up, <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck him. Um, and wrap it up, uh, Jamesy, with your uh, same game multi. Oh, yes. So I haven't come in very prepared for this. I'm doing this That's on the fly. Good. So That's all good, mate. That's all good. Um, I've, only just made it, I've only just made it home. So I've done a quick off the off the cuff. Um, same game multi. Where is it going? Same so game multi. While you do that real quick, just want to do a big disclaimer. We do not um, condone gambling in particular. This is just for those people who enjoy a punt. We do not accept any responsibility for any financial wins or losses to anyone who goes ahead and actually puts this multi through. Uh, this is just a bit of fun and gamble responsibly. Go ahead, Jamesy. Absolutely. Yeah, don't bet the house on it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, nah, don't. Um, <laughs> so I've gone Collingwood at the line. Yep. Which is the line's only 14 points. I think yep. we'll cover the line quite comfortably. Oh, I think so. Um, and I've also gone a multi that with Jordan Degoe to score a goal. He's been mm-hmm. quite consistent with his 20, 25, maybe 30 possessions and a goal or two. He's been He's been brilliant. The last, the start of this season, the last half of last season, Jordan degoe has been on fire. I don't think people are talking about it as much as they should. He's been on fire. He's we we should sign him. I, I know that he's had his off-field issues, but yeah. his on-field, we 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 don't have enough um, A graders to have him signing elsewhere. We need yeah. him on board, and yeah, then we need definitely. the young guys to come through. So. Absolutely. I've, and I've picked him for a goal. Yep. Nick Dacos for 25 possessions. I mean, he's averaging 27, 28 already. First year, <laughs> yep. five games in. Guy's a freak. Yep. Enough said about him. I've gone, who's my other one? Um, 20 possessions for, hang on a minute, bear with me. Twenty possessions for Pat Lipinski mm-hmm. is just the ball magnet. Enough said, really. Absolutely. Um, and I've got one more. I think I've got still side bottom 20, 20 plus as well. He's okay. he's had a poor season and a bit. These are the big games that get him up and about. He's, he's a proven performer at an extended period of time. He's exactly. due. He's due for a big game. I don't know what's going on with him, but last season he was poor. This season he's been poor to his standards. Obviously, I'm not sure if his roles changed or whatnot, but something's going on. But yep. I'm backing him to for 20 possessions, and if you put all that together, that gets you um, eight dollars. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, nice. Well, fingers crossed, and good, good luck to anyone who puts on that multi. Uh, the image of it will be on our Instagram, so you can follow it if you need be. Um, yep. And that about wraps up our episode one, our pilot episode. Apologies for any stop starts to set the other um, when people are listening and watching. I'll try and make it as seamless as possible. Um, And we'll conclude this with, um, like, we'll end the episode, but I'll edit in the last post and, you know, a minute silence sort of thing as it fades out of us. Um, That way it's a nice little touch on Anzac Day. So I'll click stop recording now.